It's me, Dr. Z, with... JB, totally not a doctor, <laughs> and please stop yelling at me, or DM me if you want to yell at me, honestly. That's, that's okay, too. Welcome back, everybody, uh, to another episode in Dr. Z. It's been... Uh, well, first of all, it's been too long. It's been way too uh, long. Uh, and uh, we are uh, so glad to be back for season two. And uh, what's on the docket for today, more or less? What are we getting into today? So today, we're, we're going to go with narcissism today. But today, we're going to talk about something that a lot of people don't realize are very common strategies in narcissism. But because they're so subtle, people don't realize how common they are and usually don't talk about them. So we are going to talk about narcissism and how they use sleep and driving in a car as a very manipulative controlling strategy. Huh. <laughs> See, that's like the first thing that jumps out at me is the car because I feel like that's a pretty common one with narcissists and more than likely we're, we're discussing about, you know, male narcissists when it comes to this topic. But, but both. it's not necessarily, no, you know. Definitely, definitely, definitely both. both. <laughs> Don't yell at John. Don't yell at me. Uh, but uh, <laughs> there, uh, if if we did go kind of cover the differences in season yes. one, so definitely go check that out. We did. But uh, in my mindset, just because my experience is with another male narcissist, that's where yes. my mind tends to go to as well. So, and I think that's true for most people. I think mo yeah. I think most most of our listeners are women, mm -hmm. right? So, but we 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 yeah. So we may say men more frequently, but but by no means are women not narcissistic or oh, narcissist. Yeah. <laughs> the car especially is like probably a number one yes. in terms of that control pillar that uh, seems to kind of go along with narcissism uh, a lot of the time. How do they do this? I mean, most of the time it's it's connected to finances, so whether it's a lease, whether it's owned, whether it's, you know, I've got to get you a car by this certain time. At first it feels like a love bomb, then turns into a disaster more or less, yes. right? Yes. So if you think about, we're going to totally switch topics for a second. Oh, if cool. you think about older adults, right, one of the biggest difficulties with older adults is when you have to take away or their driver's license gets revoked. Mm. And the reason for that is because when you get your driver's license, right, when we were 15 going on 16, now I think you have to be like 17. I don't know. But like we were driving at 12, right? <laughs> And, and in Iowa, you can drive a tractor at 13. Thank you very much. I drove tractors in did Iowa you? at 13. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, I'm sure she did. I'm sure she did. I did. Uh, <laughs> 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 so when you take away, so it's a really like significant sense of independence, right? And so when your driver's license gets taken away, there is a huge loss of independence and a reliance on other people. And so with somebody who has narcissistic personality disorder, um, the car, the driving of the car is a huge manipulation tactic to control the independence of the other person. So it's not even just getting a car. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually when they're in the car driving with them. So for those of you who have driven in a car with somebody who has narcissistic personality disorder, um, you know, we know that they could get mad at you for something or hold it against you for something you did three months ago and you'll have no idea, or there's no reason whatsoever this um, is why we don't use Google Maps correct. or whatever stupid thing comes around. Yeah. They will drive at ridiculously high dangerous speeds on purpose because Ugh. you can't get out of the car. They will lock the doors on, you know, and where you can only activate it on the driver's side right. so that you can't get out. Mm -hmm. How are you supposed to do just real quick? Yeah. How are you supposed to deal with something like that? Like. 
in the moment, uh, you're going to be all over the place. But afterwards, how are you supposed to process that when that happens? Can I shelve that for a second? Absolutely. I'm going to shelve that because there's so many there's so many ways to go about this based on the level of danger that you're in. Um, because they don't just do this with the significant other. They do this with their children. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, they will drive at unsafe speeds. They will drive very, um, you know, they may get um, a car. Let's say they have a family of three, but they get a car that only seats two. You know, some, something like that. Or where, where it has no... Um, it's totally not useful to anyone but themselves, not logical. right? Not yeah. logical. Yep. Um, and so with the driving, it'll be things like high rates of speed. It'll be blasting the music. It will be purposely driving slow or deliberately going the wrong way to make the other person late for something that's very important to them. Um, they will, let's say they have a significant other that's dependent upon them to get their car fixed. Mm -hmm. They may take forever on that so that they are forced to rely on the other person to drive them places. But what I hear most often from people, what I see most often, is the driving at extremely high rates of speed being very dangerous, going out in the snow, right? Going out and, you know, going through stop signs. Or there's been times where people would get pulled over and they just, you know, drive away from the police. Um, or if there's drugs or alcohol involved, driving while intoxicated. That's my next question, yep. honestly. Oh, yeah. Yep, driving while intoxicated. Not because they don't think they're, you know, you have people who drive, they don't realize they're as drunk as they are, mm. they're as high as they are. That's not, that's not the issue here. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. That's not the issue here. The issue is they're doing it with the sole intention of scaring the other person. Yeah. Of creating such a stressful, chaotic situation that that person only has the narcissist to rely on to reduce the chaos of the situation. It's unbelievable, right? too, because you're going to get put in a situation almost just like you described, except it's exactly 100% like you driving around that narcissistic person after that DUI. Correct. They don't have a license Correct. anymore. So. so it's very, very, um, it's very scary. And yet, if they're dependent on them to drive, you know, and they're also, you have to remember, there's also the going to a restaurant, getting into an argument, knowing they have to get in the car and drive home with them. And so a lot of times what a narcissist will do is make sure that person knows that if anything happens during that dinner, should they do anything, if they don't do what's being asked of them, or, or just no reason whatsoever, that that drive home is going to be a nightmare. Mm -hmm. Because they know they've already got you in a... You're locked in. Up You're trapped. Yep. You can't get out of the car. Mm -hmm. You can't get out. You could stop at a red light. If those doors are locked from you know the, from the control of the, the driver's side, you can't get out. Mm -hmm. Can't get and the windows down more than Can't get the windows either. down. Yep. They're drunk or they're high or, like I said, driving unsafe speeds or they are purposely going different ways or going through very um, unsafe neighborhoods, let's say, mm -hmm. on purpose when it's not necessary, um, blasting the music so loud when you're already so emotional and so heightened, it can be the, the extra stimulation can just be so overwhelming. Um, texting on their phones, uh, on per all of this again with the sole purpose of controlling the emotions and the thoughts of their passenger. Which is like what is... I know we've kind of touched on a lot of narcissism is 
the the plaything, the joy, the control. But like, what is is there any real end goal here other than to make you essentially terrified at every moment that if you do something that is not along the lines of the narcissist, there's no end game. There's no en- there's no end game. There's yeah. no final destination where a narcissist says, you know. Okay. Well, well, I shouldn't say that. They have the discard phase, right? Where once they're kind of they've they've gotten the supply they're going to get from you, either you figure them out or they're bored with you or it's just it's you know, it's like a drug. It's they're not getting that high again, then they go find somebody else that's waiting in the wings, which, you know, mm-hmm. we've talked about a lot and I'm sure we'll talk about it again. Um, but there is no end the, the the difference with a narcissist, let's say versus let's say a sociopath in this situation. A narc- and there's a fine line, and people ask me this all the time. So there's narcissists that are sociopaths, right? So let's take that example with the car. Well, I just threw up a little when you put those two things together and put a car in it. Sorry. Yeah. Throw up in your pineapple. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to have to, the pineapple of truth is going to have to help okay. here. So, um. That's right. It's the pineapple, pineapple of truth. Pineapple of truth. Okay. <laughs> I don't have a pineapple of truth. <laughs> I just have a Deer Park water bottle. It's basically this is what happens thing. when when it's not your own studio. Sorry, we'll you get, don't we'll, get a pineapple. We'll, uh, yeah, uh, so, everyone, Doctor Z needs a pineapple <laughs> of truth, not just a pineapple. So of truth. Yeah. Um. So okay. So narcissist and sociopath in a car. So a narcissist who is sociopathic or has sociopathic tendencies, right? They do what they're doing for the purpose of getting pleasure and joy out of harming hurting, manipulating, watching the other person crumble. They get joy. That is their main goal. With somebody who has narcissistic personality disorder, and again, these are fine lines. They're all in the same cluster. They're called cluster B personality disorders in the DSM, which is like the diagnostic manual, like the Bible, right, of psychiatric disorders. So they all overlap, but narcissism and sociopath, the difference would be with a narcissist in the car situation, and f- oh, sorry, for all our new listeners, just so you know, when I say narcissist, I'm referring to someone with narcissistic personality disorder, not somebody with narcissistic features. We all have narcissistic features. That's a They're totally different. They're called assholes or asshole no, moments. No, oh, no, no, no. Narcissistic features. Barcher. I am failing here. You should everyone. know better. Yeah. No. So just to give John Barcher a quick quack, crash quash course. Do you want a quash course? <laughs> I would love one. Okay. <laughs> Here's your quash course. Okay, so um, narcissistic features, we all have them. Your narcissistic features are out right now because this is your domain. This is what you do. Me talking about narcissism, this is my expertise. So my narcissism, so narcissism is what makes you motivated. It, it, it gives you drive. It, what, you know, it's you and Vince start a business. Like that's your, it makes you competitive. It makes you, you know, what makes me wake up in the morning and not Correct. decide to sleep all day. But the difference yeah. is between narcissistic features and someone with narcissistic personality disorders. Nar- people with narcissistic features, we all have them. It's necessary. We have awareness of them and we know when to reel it in. Right? Like, perfect example. You made a oopsie. Big time oopsie. Right? So you reel it back in. I go forward. Right? So we know how to go back and forth with our mm-hmm. features. We know when to keep them in check. We know when not to, you know, that kind of thing. So that's the difference. Everybody has narcissistic features, just like everybody sometimes has dependent features and ha- totally different. So narcissist, when I say it in here, is narcissistic personality disorder, which is totally different, totally opposite end of the spectrum. And 
you can listen on season one. Yes, yeah. To that, remind yourself. <laughs> there was a lot of that. And that's a... John Barkshit is not a doctor. Not a doctor. Uh, not a doctor. Uh, but... Um, <laughs> No, and I appreciate the the. I think that was a great example of how you kind of crash course. A, a, a nice little crash course crash reminder. Course. Um, so so okay so 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 narcissistic personality narcissists when you're in the car right. So their primary goal is to get supply, get a reaction from you, to maintain their sense of grandiosity, to maintain their sense of self importance, and however they need to get that. They're going to get it. You are a casualty of war. What happens to you is because they need to maintain that 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 ego, right? That that or that that facade. They they need to, not the ego. They have to maintain that facade. If it means they need to step on you to get there, they're going to step on you to get there. They're not doing it because they get. Their intention isn't to get joy and pleasure out of watching you squirm in the car. Their intention is for you to be controlled by them so they feel important so there's a diff there's a there's a difference she needs Does that make me. sense he needs me type of type of thing like that kind of not even the need just i'm in control of you yeah i'm it. in charge of you mm-hmm. i'm in charge of how you think i'm in charge of your mood i'm going to tell you how to feel and yeah you're going to need me in a sense but you need me because i define your reality yeah and that's a yeah and that reality is going to look t- more and more warped by the day with that's those why things. it's so hard to get out of these relationships. People are always like, well, why didn't they leave? If they drove like an asshole, why didn't they leave? Because in their mind, they have been so conditioned to think that they deserved that. They didn't, but they deserved that. They they were um they ordered their their spouse the wrong drink when they went to the bathroom. They should know better. Don't you know me? They feel that as a personal attack on them, and so they're going to punish you on the way home by driving like a complete and utter asshole in the snow. Right. Right. Um, that's the difference. Yeah, and that's in. And to your point of like, there is no end goal. I think that's a hard thing for people to wrap it's their mind blowing. Exactly, and and when you're having all of this, you even say it basically like you're at war. And you've got to keep putting this stuff up, and there's constant PTSD that just will get triggered in a second. Which is called? Oh, my gosh. I'm feeling the course again, which would be, I can't remember, Dr. Crash course. Crash course again. CPTSD. CPTSD. Complex post-traumatic stress disorder, which is not officially a DSM diagnosis, but the difference, right? PTSD, complex PTSD. PTSD is an isolated event. Mm -hmm. I got into a car accident, 9-11, a tornado, you know, significant one-time events that have a distinct middle or beginning, middle, and an end point. Mm -hmm. Complex PTSD is very commonly seen in domestic violence, childhood abuse, where it's a culmination of stressors over time that just compound they just build and build and build and really warp your perception of yourself and the world around you and you uh, mentioned it uh, just a minute ago too and that's why i think it's really hard for people to understand who haven't been through anything narcissistic not even in their life in terms of like maybe a small friendship correct a business partnership whatever it is and have never <laughs> never gotten the full gamut of what that looks like yeah, you, then you, i don't think you would ever understand can't. of like the whole why aren't you leaving or why aren't you, you doing can't. this stuff and and like you said we'll get into like things you that you should be doing yes. to help your friend whatever yeah. it is to get yeah. out of that but yeah. uh it's it's a constant it is 
if here's a perfect example. I'm going through baby brain like crazy right now. Mm-hmm. If I had to deal with Oh, but she's so cute. Oh my god, she's so worth it. Every every moment is worth it. I'm not I'm not like it's it's for a purpose. We should put right? her on the green screen. We should totally put her on the green she's screen. She's so stinking cute. <laughs> and she's walking, she looks like a little drunk human. Yes. And uh and she's by the way, ninety second percentile in weight and height. So good for her. My we're, kids we're never made it above rolling. the tenth. <laughs> but um <laughs> Like you know the cycle of of raising a newborn if you've been through that experience it's just it's a freaking blur it, it, it's a, it's all a blur you're up at one you're up at three you're you're which we'll get oh, into that next that three is four you, o'clock feeding oh my god <gasps> oh boy and uh, and I don't even know the half totally of it off I'm topic just totally off topic <laughs> I remember with my first I was sitting in the chair I was nursing at the time which oh yeah cool. <laughs> we should do a whole episode on that and I remember sitting there, I was on the phone with my best friend who mm. had just had a baby too and I remember sitting there going. Whoever's listening, please understands. <laughs> I didn't mean any of this, but <laughs> I remember sitting there going, "Okay, I have a helpful husband. Mm-hmm. We're we're you know like we both work. We have two incomes, right? Like we're 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 good. No one has substance abuse. Like we're we're yeah. right." With all of that being said, I remember sitting in the chair going, "I understand why people hurt themselves in these moments. I understand why people really like." have to take a step back because mm-hmm. like shit gets bad real bad even when things are good yeah shit gets bad mm-hmm. yes and imagine that now where nope I don't you wanna. you have <laughs> no. uh a narcissistic person in I your can't life even that, fathom. Is, that is bang 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 over the top sleep deprived bang 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 with all the cps uh, excuse me, CPSD that is oh, constantly over the top of your head every single day. Mm-hmm. It's a new thing. You have mm-hmm. no idea what's coming. You wake up, forget planning anything for the day because it's always going to get scrambled. Mm-hmm. Now it's the car and now we're going to get into the other thing too. So Sleep. I want to add to the car really quickly though. Yeah. Keep in mind this also happens with the children in the car. This uh, isn't yeah. just a significant other. This happens with the children in the car too which is a whole other scary Thing. Well, man, yeah, and like if <laughs> there's a there's a mountain of stuff to get into there this season mm-hmm. for for sure. Um, so sleep, the sleep part of it, yeah. And you know, I'm just using the baby brain example, but like you're gonna have baby brain for the rest of your relationship, whatever it is. It's that uh, the more we know this, the more the less sleep you get, the more depressed you're gonna get, yep. the more anxious you're gonna get, yep. the more you're gonna rely on caffeine to only boost that anxiety. To keep yourself alert and awake because you don't know what's happening Correct. and it is that type of environment. So, yes, like it is a something that I don't th- I didn't even think of walking in here today yeah. going, oh, my God. Yes, yeah. a narcissist could control your sleep schedule, making it feel like you don't trust anything or anyone that you're seeing talking Correct. to, including your best friends. Correct. So so one of the things narcissists are really good at, right, is we talked about this is is breaking you down so badly isolating you from so many of your loved ones that you have to rely on them to determine what and tell you what your narrative is what your reality is right so we talked about this i have women who will um you know say i don't i don't even know what my favorite color is i don't even know what my taste in music is i i have no sense of self i am a shell of who i used to be i don't i don't even know what like what my style and clothing is right so with sleep, we know, narcissists aside, we know that, and when patients come to me, I say the same thing. The first thing I do, I don't care what they're coming to me with, the first thing I address is their sleep. How are you sleeping? Because if you're not sleeping 
and you know, some people don't. I don't require a lot of sleep. I never have, right? So it's what you. Yes, you do. First of all, you go I, yell at her and say that she she requires sleep. Okay, that's another. I episode. do require. I don't need a lot of sleep. I know I'm up till like three in the morning every night. <laughs> I know. I have no sleep. Wait, I just I, am up I'm all like, the time. I have patients come into my office and I work with them on sleep. It is the first thing I do because it is so important. There she says at three a.m. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. It's not for everybody. I watch movie. I watch those, you know, my independent weird IFC late night. Ooh, I love that. So good. Up till five oh, o'clock the, in the morning watching high five fidelity. In the clock, five, five in the clock. Five in the clock. Five in the clock. Right. Um, Power woke me up at two a.m. There you go. There's we, that we, baby we, brain. We, we could do we could do a whole thing on my <laughs> IFC indie movies. Oh, please, oh, they're so good. We can actually do some reality versus uh, uh, you know Hollywood stuff yes, too, which I we think we can because you be know that pushes my buttons. Yes. But so okay, so yeah. so sleep. All right, so we know with sleep, if you're not sleeping, it it increases your cortisol levels, which is your stress hormone. It decreases all the feel good chemicals, so you chemically are in uh, in on balance, in balance, yeah. wow, imbalanced, crash course, and <laughs> you um your entire rhythm is off. Like it's gonna cause headaches. It's gonna cause confusion, fogginess. You're gonna nap in the middle of the day. You're not gonna perform your best. You're, you're gonna make mistakes, right? So all of those things, and that's with no narcissist in the picture, okay? No. Bring a narcissist into the picture. They know that. They know that if you don't sleep, you're going to be confused. You're going to be depressed. You're going to be anxious. So what they'll do is, again, it's one of those things. It's, there's very few things that people have kind of self-control over. Eating is one of them, right? That's a big one, too. But with sleep, if you don't sleep, you will get sick, right? So a narcissist will do things like start an argument with you right before bed and a bad one so that you are so upset and so emotionally um, just distraught. Yeah. You can't sleep. They may threaten things about your children. They may um, they may force you to have sex. There are many things that can happen at that late bedtime hour, and it's a really just it's a really stressful time for people that are in abusive relationships. Um, they may lock you out of the bedroom. They may lock you out of the house. Um, they may make you sleep in a different room with no pillow, no blankets, no sheets. And I know people are listening to this going like, what? But yes. The other thing they do is they will, and it's tort it, it really is torture, they will blast music. They will at three in the morning go downstairs and start making a shit ton of noise. Um, they may Working out or whatever right. it is. Yeah. They may lie and say they're sick and you need to wake up and take care of them. They may say they're hungry. They may wake you up and blast the TV. They may, and people are saying, well, like I, my husband woke me up at three in the morning and told me that I tell him to fuck off. It doesn't work like that <laughs> yeah. in narcissistic relationships. You, you it, it wouldn't even occur to you as an option to say that because if you said that, Mm -hmm. there's there's hell to pay and and it's it and and it's not so easy again where like i know people are listening saying like well like tell them to fuck up you can't it just it's different and and i and i don't know how to stress that enough but that sleep deprivation is not because the narcissist just wants to mess with you it's because that narcissist knows what sleep deprivation does and then the result of that is they will be totally at your mercy in terms of doing everything they possibly can to let you let them sleep. Mm -hmm.
Yeah, like I'll do. I'll anything do anything just you to want. Go to bed. Just let me sleep. No problem. And or they'll let you fall asleep, and then they'll wake you up five minutes later. Yeah. Right. And just to triple down too, and and for a lot of people that say I would never find myself in a relationship like that, mm-hmm. guess what? The strongest people that I thought I knew have Listen, been in those narcissists the weakest like, ones. Yes, obviously too, but narcissists like it's a very it's a big misconception, which we'll talk about in another episode. Mm-hmm. But it's a big misconception that narcissists just go for on the weak quote weaker right yeah. like 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 the the very passive people please them I and they do i think what happens is the passive people pleasing types tend to stay in these relationships longer but it, it love bombing doesn't discriminate and that's why we do the show because it's almost like preventative medicine you have mm-hmm. to educate people on what love bombing is so they don't get into these types of relationships because if i didn't know what it was and you didn't know what it was I don't care that I'm a psychologist. I a thousand percent could get sucked right into that because who doesn't love that attention? So, um, yeah, no, strong people, narcissists like strong people because they get so much supply from watch. It's a challenge from breaking these people down Mm -hmm. and being responsible for their demise. Uh, They love it. It makes them feel important. Um, so yeah, so the sleep part is a, is a huge thing. It also makes the other person physically sick. Um, it makes them unable to do what they need to do, and anything they need to do is a threat to the narcissist because it doesn't involve them. Mm-hmm. Right. That's yep. why when when people have children, narcissists have a really hard time with that because now the children get priority, and that's a big problem. Especially to a point of seeing it happen, uh, heard about it happen. I should, I guess more or less. Than say, John Barcher, not a doctor. Not a doctor. Has experienced. Has experienced uh, someone yelling at an infant in front of uh, someone that you know you care about is just mm-hmm. kind of like, what the fuck? Yep. And like. That same point of like mm-hmm. that normal logic yep. of there's no way that a father would scream or a mother would scream in front of a child's face just to be like, ah, I can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm not doing this crap. It's on you. And that's how fast it happens yep. in a blink of an eye. Correct. And like, what are you going to choose at that yep. point? Which is why it makes it so much in, incredibly harder to, you know, try to find a, a, a path of exit before you it's have a child so or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And I wonder this too, is just like, is especially with the sleep stuff, um, this is something that I think if you're looking at this from the outside mm-hmm. and you're, we've talked about the financial a little bit in season one, mm-hmm. but in terms of like, if you need sleep, if you need 12 hours to go to bed somewhere, how can you help that person just get sleep? Is there a... Is there a way around that? Because I know that it seems like it's a pretty tough solution. So that would mean that a couple things would have to happen. One, the person would even realize that that's been a control tactic. Mm-hmm. Which don't. is Im- almost impossible. Yeah, right. like they'll they'll say that they were up all night because they were arguing. What they don't always realize is that was on purpose, not just to get you upset, but to deprive you of sleep. Mm-hmm. So I think there that's it's that's first. They don't even know what kind of help to ask for because they may not even tell their fr- you you're also assuming that they're going to tell other people. Oh yeah, right? no, I, like, I in in your preventative medicine in, type Oh, in of preventative way, medicine I, way. I just like if you're listening to this and be yeah. like, "Oh crap, I'm thinking um, of that person." You know, I think I think that you you ask them, you know, what what in your house based on the routine of your evening like what are some ways that you can make it 
so that you can get as much sleep as possible, does that mean that you let your narcissistic partner somehow fall asleep first? Do you let them pass out on the couch so that you can go upstairs and sleep for five hours? And, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, and as I hear myself saying this, it's like, it's so upsetting that I, it's so upsetting. Um, But but when we're we're talking about survival mode, it's it's survival mode. Or you, you know, I've, I've told women to, um, to lie and say that, you know, they fell asleep in their kid's room or, you know, if for as long as that'll work for, because remember the narcissist is going to look at that as abandonment or rejection and they're going to, you know, um, or, you know, just anything you can do. It's so, it's so situation specific, but usually I, I try to give them strategies. Like if they fall asleep on the couch, like don't wake them up go sleep you know almost like having a newborn nap when the you know you say nap when the baby sleeps and we all laugh we're like no that's when I do laundry that's when I shower that's but you really need your sleep you know if you're home during the day nap you know I mean that's the kind of stuff it is survival mode it really truly is survival mode and these are things I think that sometimes you know I know people are going to be listening going oh my god and yeah and that's oh my god that's me right Mm -hmm. and if that does sound like you I mean, nap in your car, right? Like just get sleep, (laughs) just get sleep wherever you can get it. And even to a point of like, I know know there probably shouldn't be saying this, but there's we work places. There's all those. Correct. You can rent out for an hour. There's no rules that say you can't put sunglasses on, kick your head back. That and also, you know, like it's not even just sleep, you know, make sure it's stupid, stupid shit. You're three meals a day. Eat healthy. If you can work out, work out. All these things to just kind of regulate yourself. And uh, yeah, couldn't have said that better. Uh, it's just, and that's a hard thing to sometimes figure out how to do. And for a person like me that like didn't have a really good personal regulation plan to begin with, anyway, I right. can see how that could be a real struggle too to just not be able yeah. to catch that. But yep. it's just kind of what we end up going back to a lot of the time, especially with like emotions, uh, diet, and sleep all tie really close to one another in terms of your cycle like even just trying to feel a little better in that survival Mm -hmm. mode is really tough so like you know i i i don't think we have all the answers even just in terms of tactics and what you should do i would actually like to hear from you in terms of if if you have gone through this and have any advice or something that has worked in terms of Being able to find that sleep, find that car, yeah. find that escape. I mean, I've room. had women, men too, but like yeah. you know, who will who will go home on their lunch break and take a nap, right, or sleep in their car. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds so disturbing and upsetting, but it it, it really is. And so it, it is survival mode, and you need to you need to figure out creative ways within your structure if you are not able or ready or feel safe leaving. Mm-hmm. You know, those these are the types of things that you need to do until you're until you're ready. You know, ask help. Go for your go to your parents' house. Go to a friend's house. Something like that, if you can. And uh, last thing I think I'll say on this is just, um, you know, that's that. I'm so glad we're having these conversations, is because I really do think you could potentially save somebody's from you know going down keep continuing to go down a path Mm -hmm. and certainly uh if this sounds like anybody that you know Mm -hmm. um try and find a way to reach out and see what they need and the car thing too really quickly i'll say Mm -hmm. something in the car if you can help it try to meet them at the restaurant meet them out so you have your own car um you know if it's snowing you feel unsafe driving you know they're gonna drink too much you know if you have to lie and say you're sick or a kid sick something mm-hmm. so you don't have to or have a friend take you uber you know they these are kind of just 
strategies that don't even sound like strategies, but they really are strategies of ways to remove yourself from a scary situation like that. Uh, that is Dr. Z, licensed professional. <laughs> I am again, JB, John Barchard, not licensed professional, but uh, do so much appreciate all of your feedback. I know Dr. Z does too. And if there's anything that we didn't get to or didn't cover, please feel free uh, to DM me at John Barchard on Instagram or Twitter if that's your thing. Uh, Dr. Z, because you have such a unique handle, what is your uh, handle on Instagram again? <laughs> I always screw it up, so I apologize. It's, it's, <laughs> it's D. This is Instagram's fault. They didn't. Ha they didn't have what I wanted. <laughs> it's Dr. Period Z underscore psychologist. There you go. And I'm sure if you just search Dr. Z It'll on IG, she'll be there. Yeah, so I'll, I'll be there. Uh, there's very few Dr. Zs, and that's why she's here to help you, me, and everyone else. Uh, through all of this anxiety, all of this narcissism, and head to drjamiezuckerman.com uh, if you've missed any of this because all the information is right there on the website. And more importantly, Jamie is spelled... Oh, J-A-I-M-E. Respect it because your parents were... Witty? Witty. Hey, I would take listen. That caused so much drama in my life. I mean, like the amount. I was that kid that couldn't find the keychain or the pen on the boardwalk Aww. because it was always spelled J A M I A. <laughs> so I'd buy it anyway, and I'd secretly hate it. Well, as someone that sees his name all over the place uh, as Klotchke gifts, please. Uh, yeah, I would rather have your situation sometimes. <laughs> uh, that is Doctor Z. I'm John Barchard. We'll see you on the next episode. Make sure to subscribe, notificate, and all that other fun stuff. Okay, bye.